0: <laughs> no, I'll see you later, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, it's you again. Wow, um, you have to stop sneaking into my apartment. Today's episode of Sad Boys is another video episode, so if you wanna watch us while you listen to the smooth audio stylings of me, Jarvis Johnson, and my young ward, Jordan Cope, hit us up at youtube.com slash sadboyspod. And please subscribe so that I get a dopamine boost when I refresh the page. Oh, and if you're not into podcasts on YouTube, fear not. You can just close your eyes and imagine you're watching a very, dark video? Life hack. Anyway, today's episode is very special to me. It's about toxic masculinity, and we did it at VidCon in Anaheim last week with our wonderful friend and talented actor of The Bright Sessions, Brigham Snow. Enjoy. Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about
1: feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan. The invasion of Iraq was an unjustified crime based entirely on financial gain, COPE. Wow. Hot I'm, takes. Trying to get a little political. I'm a little behind the game. Right. <laughs> as far as I know, that's the biggest political story I, happening I, I right can't, now. It since.
0: I can't wait till the sad boys in 2026 when you talk about our current administration. <laughs> the takes will be so hot. And I am.
1: Ideally, by this point, we the pendulum has swung back into reasonable universe. Right. Everybody's chill. Everybody's happy. Free it's healthcare. Like and President I'm like,
0: Oprah what the Winfrey. What yeah. Happening? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you guys has, hear about this? He's having stress <laughs> dreams every night. <laughs>
1: But thankfully we're not alone we're not For alone once finally we have somebody else on the podcast hey it's been a long time coming we've been doing fewer and fewer guests um but people love lauren shippen oh and we thought we all do what's the next best thing
2: yeah
0: what's that what's it how I go. this is like this is like the, like the ant man to lauren shippen's captain america it really is <laughs> in the sad boy cinematic universe yeah Brigan snow is with us Brigan joins us uh we are in la we're technically in anaheim right now for vidcon Anaheim, uh, and so uh
1: since shouting out anaheim yeah yeah that's good anaheim anaheim, anaheim films. and Brigham was kind you, of uh this these mics are weird you flip that bad boy so your logo face and you're going in here
3: anaheim <laughs>
1: so a, a little face here anaheim anaheim there we go actually if you just do it to the tail Anaheim, make sure we get a three-dimensional Anaheim.
2: Anaheim. 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 Wow.
1: And now you do the, you said you had like a 25-minute prepared speech you wanted to give.
0: Right, about like who you are and your dreams and aspirations in the world.
2: Anaheim. Anaheim. Anaheim.
1: Anaheim. Why the hell are we in Anaheim, <clears throat> Brigan? Explain.
3: Uh, we just want to get a hotel room, you know, and just like, be together, bro out.
1: That's exactly right. With <laughs> the acoustics in bro my apartment, yeah. bro
3: out with your toes out. That's bro-
0: all yeah. I always
2: yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> bro out with your toes <laughs> out.
1: Um, hotel rooms that we share are a theme in Sad Boys. And historically, the setting of our best episodes, mostly. Yeah. I would say so. Either at Lauren's house or. <laughs> and then in
2: the
3: streak is broken. Oh, dang. <laughs> so, uh, Brigan, who the hell are you? Uh, I am a fan of you guys, first off uh mm. little yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> no uh i'm uh an actor in la i am on the show the bright sessions fantastic uh, show fantastic yeah. acting brigand plays caleb yes yeah the the jock empath of uh of the show and which uh i imagine was just an easy transition for you so easy i like mean all the sports you do all the sports with the yeah remind me wh- yep. which one do you play the sport, the sport, mm-hmm. uh, football, in the yeah, yeah, in the show. Cool. cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. run me through the logistics of football, which you know intimately.
3: There's a there's a ball. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, really? Right, and then
0: your <laughs> and then your foot's out. <laughs> Time's out. And that's about
3: it. You grew yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's my knowledge. Of speaking
0: it. of yeah. speaking of sports, speaking of football, speaking of jocks. Today, our topic
1: is masculinity. That might be the best segue we've ever done or I'm anyone else.
0: <laughs> have you seen the prize of my audio equipment
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else says professional yeah I it have, certainly isn't quality of content i have the <laughs> yeah, certainly not <laughs> um
0: yeah now i've got nothing else about masculinity why don't uh
1: <laughs> well when we were throwing around the topic um so the way that we normally find topics with guests is we send them the list of like five or so that we think you might find interesting right yeah. so we sent you a list earlier and you were kind enough to reply with extreme enthusiasm and great ideas for every single one of them which only made it things harder (laughs) it's actually when we brought up masculinity we were going through an old paper doc looking for old topics that we we brainstormed at the beginning of the show and never got to yeah and it's bananas that we've never done masculinity it's like yeah i'm actually surprised yeah
0: (laughs) so for now there exists in a chest underground somewhere an episode zero of sad boys where we like came up with the name for the show and came up with the logistics and in that in order to like vet the idea, we wanted to see if we could list out 20 episode ideas. And one of the first that we mentioned was masculinity because the whole show, Sad Boys, a comedy podcast about feelings, revolves around it being very difficult to have conversations about your feelings as like two Guys. Yeah. That was like our, our experience, and we thought that other people might relate to that. So, masculinity felt like an obvious place to start. Here we are, episode 27, and we haven't talked about it yet. What, why do you
3: think, do you, is there a reason why you guys never
0: touched on it? Oh, or? it's completely uh, a lack of organization. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
1: cool. That is the life act of figuring out why something has or has not happened on Sad Boys. Yeah. Like, why has an episode come out in two weeks? Oh, <laughs> you see, <laughs> right. it's our fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, Nothing uh, too
2: complicated. But if you,
0: if, if you were my therapist, I would say something about how, um, we were just waiting for the right time and the right place to address such a topic. <laughs> yeah. And that time is now. And that place is Anaheim.
1: <laughs> Anaheim. I will say we, it is partly wanting the right guests in the right environment. And I feel like Brigham's perfect for this topic.
0: I really do. I said. really do feel like I get, I got the most excited that you were excited about masculinity. And oh, when I, I thought about so guests good. for this episode, I was like, oh my God, Brigham's the perfect one cool and so we're gonna get into uh masculinity and our experiences with it and how we've come to understand what it means to be a man we're all adult people now and i think uh legally we, we, yeah and, and, and i believe we all identify as men correct yeah and so uh that's a journey um so let's we'll talk about that but first Brigan, we're gonna start with you yes how was your
3: week uh it was it was uh, filled with pressure actually Oh. Mm. This, yeah yeah this was Tell a us. pressure cooker of a week um cool. I have some uh, projects in development Yes, uh, yes. I've been working on for for a while, and there have been some uh, speed bumps in getting these things off the ground, and also just speed bumps in in terms of uh, collaboration with other people. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. One of the most difficult things is coordinating. As, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, this entire meeting was like me (laughs) changing the time, like back and forth (laughs) three separate times, so Yeah collaborations with people are very difficult.
3: Yeah, and it, it was even sort of just a sense of of moving from creative to the logistic aspects and sort of, sort of the financial and, and all that stuff, uh, moving from creative to that, that just built up a whole lot of pressure and a lot of strain and sort of a lot of just frustrations amongst people. So there was, there was a little bit of a having it out a little bit this yeah. week, Ooh, and right as, now, yeah. which was not really uh, wanted, but probably needed. Do and, you feel... Yeah
1: like you're good at that kind of conflict, specifically a creative project in which there's some degree of contention. Can you boil it down? Can you settle it?
3: I, I feel like I can. Unfortunately, there, there is an element of, um, I, I like to have a certain amount of control. Right. Um, and I think I flex that a little bit too much sometimes Mm. if, if, uh, like, no, it has to be this way. And, and when I come across and it's, and it's actually pretty rare in my collaborative relationships that i come across someone who uh is equally if not more stubborn than right, i am. Right. Uh i really struggle with dealing with that yeah, as if yeah. i don't know what to do with it. I'm yeah. just like n- 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 no this is how it works is <laughs> right. you say no at first and then i persuade you and then <laughs> yeah. then it's so why do you still
0: why do you still hold
3: your opinion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Did so. you not hear mine? Yeah. So it's a bit of like checking i think that this week was a lot of pressure and a bit of checking my own ego uh, which would tie into masculinity, too. yeah, absolutely, for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was actually a, a fairly tough week. I'm I'm very happy to be ending it in a in a bed with you guys. Yes, thank you. So most we most don't weeks hear that should often. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people are
0: like, honestly, this is the worst way I could have ended my yeah. week.
1: <laughs> a lot of mistakes were made to get me here. You're peaking right now, which
0: yeah. is <laughs> a shock. Thank um, God. But I think that uh, I think that weeks like this uh, that, that like test us or that are full of conflict teach teach a lot. You know, like yeah. uh, I I think that some of the most uncomfortable conflicts have led to some of the biggest like changes and self-realizations in me um, kind of needing to be uncomfortably pulled in a direction or stretched in a direction that I'm not used to. But yeah, I mean, like that's like, I guess, growth,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you think that's something that informed your decision to pursue something creative that is pretty autonomous? Like your channel, for the most part, while you welcome feedback and you welcome script reviews, it can exist with only you.
3: A little
0: bit, but you know, I I really related to what Brigham was saying about like having the vision. Like even when I work with other people uh, or or people who are helping me out on something that I'm doing, I often have to remind myself that they are like taking time out of their day yes. and schedule to like be there for me mm-hmm. because it's so easy for me to be I'm a very I'm very hard on myself and I'm very like uh it's it takes a lot for me to like let go of parts of my vision. And that is something that I is a natural part of the creative process that I am just, I'm getting so many more reps in the creative process now that I'm getting better at dealing with things that fall below the
3: or is, fall different than the vision. Is it tougher for you to sort of like, you know, uh, killing your darlings and everything? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. tougher for you to do that when it is a solitary choice that you have made? Mm. Or is it harder when someone is telling you to, it or persuade trying to persuade you to kill it
0: so for me i think uh it's definitely harder when someone's persuading me because i need to like find my way there mm-hmm. you know it's like if, yeah. if in the sitcom where um i find out that that jordan's girlfriend is cheating on him mm-hmm. and i'm like telling him but he doesn't want to believe me and it's it's a strain on our relationship you know every like <laughs> every disney channel show has had that episode yeah. And this
1: is the this is theoretically this is like a weird time for me to tell you this but you, it's this is huge news i have a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, uh, such mixed feelings yeah. I, i'm excited yeah. i'm confused i'm annoyed I'm yeah. Upset. And
0: yeah now you're yeah you're getting it all at once but like um in in that the way that resolves is that you have to come to that realization on your own and i i think that that's the experience i have when I'm getting notes from someone. Um, I need to like process them. But but what like where I was going with that is that like someone will be helping me and then I'll start getting frustrated because I can't like I can't explain why I want something a certain way. I just like know it in my head.
3: Oh, that's the word when you have. So I'm terrible with the elevator pitch or really. Right. So <laughs> I, I like things that I'm creating are so clearly in my head. And I yeah. think the thing that I'm consistently working on is is figuring out a way to explain that to people because then when i explain it to me it sounds like i'm a crazy person right I'm like, no that's not if i could just like take the image and plop it into your head yeah then we'd be all yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. the, problem, uh, the,
1: the creative project that you own the one that was ideated entirely in your little brain yeah sorry not an insult it's a very small <laughs> brain in, based on the interactions <laughs> we've had i'm just guessing um, but when it when it, it's entirely your baby you only think in nuance you don't have broad right. scale. You don't say to yourself, "I'm going to go and do Sad Boys, a comedy podcast about feelings." When somebody asks me what Sad Boys is, before I remember that logline, the first thing I go is like, "Well, it, so we'll do an in, an intro and we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, do, we'll we'll talk about the week." But that's mainly like, just this to like thing warm up pen pals. And, <laughs> <laughs> do you know pen pals? Um,
3: so
0: one thing that uh, that that really makes me that really reminds me of is a conversation that we've had recently, Jordan. And one one thing that I'm just starting to internalize myself, which is as someone who gets caught up in the minutia, mm-hmm. it is really hard for me to remember that I lost my point. Hold on. He's caught up in the minutia. <laughs> it is. I was caught up in the minutia for a <laughs> second. Sorry. <laughs> it's really hard for me to remember that people don't know the vision that I have in my head. So like when I put something out there that doesn't align with the vision, yeah. somebody can be like, Oh, that was a really cool video you put out. And I was like, Yeah, but like like in my head it was falling below expectations yes but but what people see is what is actually manifested on the page so or what's manifested in the 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 actual creation so they don't Mm -hmm. see like the cool thing that you didn't manage that you cut for time they didn't see the darling that got left out yes oh yeah and and you when you watch it you're like oh but if only right and 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 you can almost never have that experience Mm -hmm. of of seeing your own thing or hearing your own thing experiencing your own thing as a person who wasn't there the whole time for the creative like sort of process. You can never distance yeah. yourself from that vision.
3: Yeah.
1: That must be an absolute nightmare for writer, director or Tez. Oh my who, God, like, yeah. You produced this thing from scratch, threw away a thousand babies. Oh yeah. And then here's the result, and it is hundreds and hundreds of uh, professional critics' jobs yeah. to point out what I did not do. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like, yeah. I know I want it, but you don't. Mm, you, they tie. You, you just to want to a- point at the pile of babies that yeah. yeah, yeah, on the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which historically is never a great argument. No. Right.
2: Um,
0: and that's like when you, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm experiencing this now, and I want to get to a point where I'm like really comfortable with that. I think of it much in the way that I like think of goals. It's like you you can have goals, but you can never. It probably shouldn't be like a high resolution, very specific goal because you can't just host that show you want to host. Maybe that show goes away. Or you yeah. Can't, you know what I mean? And uh, getting that now, like distancing myself from the vision, still having the vision, but being comfortable if things like don't align, being
3: comfortable sort of in the gray area of like. Well, it's funny. I think it 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 works for most things where I I try and practice, and it's not easy. Uh, but not having a tight grip on things being open to the sort of like free jazz that comes out of creating and knowing that it's never going to be even like life plans. Like nothing is ever going to be exactly the way that you want it to be. Like when, when I moved out to when I was the the starry eyed young dude coming from Maine to to move out to LA, I remember like, last night or exactly yeah, yeah okay yeah.
1: cool uh, as we were walking in brigand was just amazed to see a building this tall yeah, he
2: was starting off a bus eyes. with
1: like a hat box
2: yeah. Yeah. like
1: <laughs> um <laughs> you were mugged eight times before we arrived <laughs> at yeah. the hotel man
2: a hat box <laughs> the year
0: was 1920
1: exactly <laughs> uh but uh i'm just glad you weren't drafted <laughs> right <laughs> yeah,
3: he really dodged a bullet there but like uh, coming coming out here i i wanted to be bone spurs <laughs> 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 I wanted to be an actor. And that was like, that's what I'm going to be. And in the the five years that I've been out here in LA, um, I found out that I like, I found out my passion is actually storytelling. So right, right, in whichever yeah. way that that takes shape, it's, yeah. it's writing, it's, uh, producing, It's murdering people and throwing them in the trunk of my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
2: Seamlessly moving yeah. on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: If we can keep that super straight, it would be so fun to see the comment that's like, <laughs> did anybody. Even... I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a, a very eagle eyed listener. <laughs> 1720,
0: I'm pretty sure he's admitted to murder. Speaking of that free jazz, like the um there's an improv like principle that i think of which is like you're not supposed to write an improv and writing is what it's called when you're building the idea for how things should go in your head Mm -hmm. because what happens when you do that is you build this vision that cannot possibly be realized on stage because i go i walk out with jordan and i'm like hey bro and i'm like he's he's my brother uh now and we've got this Mm -hmm. long storied history and, and he's like, w-
1: what do you mean, brother? We're on
0: the moon and I'm a dog. And, and now, we've, now we've both created these clashing visions yep. and uh, uh, and it's already a bad scene. Whereas yeah. like in the- free- I don't know about that, actually. I'm super interested in This, this is yeah. the dog that proves boy. the rule. Unfortunately, yeah, 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 we sorry, did absolutely. just come up with a sick this idea. A,
1: yeah.
2: yeah.
0: peel, uh, watch out. But um, in, in those situations, like it's a, it's a clash of visions, but if instead someone just puts one thing out into the world and the other person listens and reacts to that, and kind of lets it flow freely then you get a much more a much more co- uh, cohesive a much more comprehensible and uh good good thing usually because people yeah feel like they're being being heard and yeah
1: this yeah. is actually a super interesting time to be talking about this because myself and Briggan just recorded something quite recently haven't really publicized what it is yet it's coming in the near future but I'm very excited about it and it's improv heavy yes. i think it's fair to say yes Um, Actually, screw it. I'm just going to say exactly what it is. I know the show is going to be good. Uh, Scoop Troop, get out your pens. Cut back to that
0: serious (laughs) face.
1: Um, We are launching a Dungeons & Dragons podcast in the very near future. Uh, I just edited down the first couple of episodes. And the interesting thing about this and, and why when you bring up writing, I have such an internal conflict is because... Obviously, as the DM, Brigham is one of the, uh, the three PCs, player characters. You're the direct message of I'm the... I'm the direct message. I <laughs> yeah. slide into the world of Tarithia. Yeah, it makes sense. So I, I slide into the world of Tarithia and I write out these scenarios, these universes, this, these encounters is my main focus. Like right. What combat could happen here? What trade may take place here? What argument may take place here? And right. The problem is, is that it is impossible to write those scenarios without also internally or externally writing a solution. Right. I, yeah. The paper doc that I use is like it's like, like twenty five thousand words. Yeah. And there's a bunch of bullet points under every encounter that says potential resolutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brigand figures out the puzzle and listens to the message. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lauren activates her uh, latent magical power and discovers that this was the mother the whole time. Right. Whereas what can actually happen, which did happen in our play, mm-hmm. was in in the latest episode we all go to we <laughs> we all we fucked the podcast we went and got drunk at the tavern no, we, we, we all went to a tavern in game and i had written out a dozen potential scenarios two of them took place and we recorded for an hour and a half yeah and that was that's half the magic that's why i'm not writing a narrative show that's why it's a D podcast right but it, i i struggle with it in some cases i'm so happy with where we ended up but every now and then i would have to fight away this urge to go and um you suddenly look closely at a brick that's pointing out further <laughs> right. in the wall than the other ones are.
3: Wait, was there a brick?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, was it a brick tavern? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was I, just a brick. Oh,
0: I, I think it's it's really fun when uh when DMs do that because you know they're leading you to something, and then it's the job of the players to go, yeah, fuck bricks. Let's just go back to the tavern. Yeah. and then you're just like, because because it really is. You you have to you have to play with that, and you have to like keep it. Keep everyone on their toes. Because. Yeah, I think
3: you were good about because when I said that I, I told a friend that I was doing this, and the first question he asked was, uh, "Is the DM is, does he lead you or does he just let it happen?" And I was like, "I, I think he just let us I, go I, wherever we wanted to go," which was
1: really cool. I think it went really, really well, and one of the reasons is is that because it's a show starring exclusively creators mm-hmm. and people that enjoy writing, people that enjoy producing. I believe all of whom. I either produce or have produced podcasts in the past, yeah. there's a narrative instinct. Like yes. everybody on the show thinks to themselves, Well, if I do this, would I put that in a scene? Not yeah. just I I you know, I present like uh, a surly man walks up behind you and pushes you on the shoulder and then Lauren just goes, I leave yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, no, that's not gonna happen. Lauren is gonna invite conflict. She's gonna invite what yeah. would sound the most interesting and um I've definitely During the writing period, which was about two weeks, I, I definitely reconciled with the idea of well, do I just tell them what to do and make them feel like it was their own choice or do I let them make their yeah, own yeah, choice? I had a
3: question about, uh, so in, in that sort of creative process, because I know Lauren on, on the Bright Sessions, uh, the actors, like we, we've brought stuff to her attention of like, oh, we'd love to do this or what yeah. about this idea? right? And before we record it, was like that week I was so terrified because I'd never played D&D before and I wanted to like get my character down and I sent you like all these sort of like ideas on where from and who this character is and so when you have created a world and you have an idea for a thing and you you invited all of us to, to sort of have a say in it but there is I sort of little, you actually do it yeah well just trying to be polite so so, <laughs> yeah. so the question is is like when a person sort of plays in your sandbox yeah is that a good feeling is there a bit of resistance uh wh- how does that sort of shake out for you
1: i think in our case it was nothing but positivity but that's because what you suggested was good.
3: Okay, right. <laughs> <All right. laughs> There is okay.
1: absolutely a world yeah. where you suggest, okay, I want my character... Okay, he's got to have gills. Anyway, <laughs> he's okay, got to have gills, that's, that's established. Have... But
3: they're not gills, they're just a bunch of guys named gills. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have an
1: entourage of <laughs> he needs gills. He several
3: gills, which he does use to breathe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they carry a series of oxygen tanks. They take tanks.
3: a breath, go to his mouth, and... <laughs> <laughs> right. it's
1: Roll for advantage. <laughs> yeah. And to bounce the question over to Jarvis and Brigan, Jarvis, you've shared a lot of scripts with me in the past, mm-hmm. and I know, Brigan, you've had some creative conflicts this week. I assume around this area sharing right. one thing with yeah, another person yeah. them disagreeing mm-hmm. or fighting back does it ever deter you from wanting to do that in the future or do the prawns the prawns do the pros greatly outweigh the, the cons and how are the prawns
0: the prawns sh- <laughs> <laughs> are uh lacking in gills which i <laughs> yeah,
1: which is always a pain yeah, so i should mention you always share your scripts with the aliens from district say <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, I always share them with a shrimp cocktail <laughs> um No, I, uh, it doesn't really discourage me, um, really getting other, I think I'm a big believer in like, like my vision and stuff like doesn't really matter. What matters is like how the whole process of like having a vision, creating something, putting it out into the world and then having the world react to that. Like that's the whole process and having other folks like weigh in on things at earlier, earlier stages is just a way to direct, to sort of get some early feedback on that that cycle. So, um, for example, if I have, like, a really offensive joke or something, it's like, oh, this is going to offend a lot of people. It's really good to hear that, like have a canary in the coal mine, sure. rather than to like lay
1: it out for everyone and then- but Own a coal mine?
0: Right, I own, I own a coal mine, it's where I keep all of my prawns. <laughs> That's a very weird setup.
1: They actually aren't great at warning me about danger. Yeah. <laughs> canary might've been the way to go. Yeah,
0: and mm, somewhere with water would've been
1: cool for this <laughs> Actually they're great at not telling me that there's danger as soon as I put it, them there, yeah. yeah, yeah, they I, die. So,
0: so what I'm saying is sending uh, my scripts to friends is a lot like putting prawns in a coal mine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They really just immediately die, and then I never put out anything. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, but no, just generally, uh, what I was saying seriously is just that. Yeah, it's it's just a way to get early indicators of how a wider audience might react, which is important because oftentimes the reason I'm creating art is for an audience or to communicate with an
1: audience or to share. I'm you with know? you on that for
3: sure. Yeah. Yeah. i to
1: hear a seamless segue.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Just kidding. <laughs> Little joke. Um, <laughs> my seamless segue is. Well, you conflict. can. This podcast
0: is sponsored by Seamless. <laughs> seamless. <laughs> .com, a website where you can order food.
1: Please, please. Oh my God, that's a so seamless happy. segue. All segways, okay, or segues. Anyway, please please segues. Segues. Yeah. Um, my seamless segue is conflict is a thing I often associate with masculinity. Yes, wow. kind of a validating point, point. and it yeah. does kind
0: of bring us back to Brigan's uh, week
1: yes. as well. Brigan, yeah. Do you think you deal with conflict well, and is it something that you associate with masculinity?
3: Uh, I, I think I deal. Oh, ooh, I don't like this actually. I deal with conflict well. I think in terms of the the purposes of protecting myself and mm. and my argument, I feel like I um am not an entirely fair person to get in conflict with. I think I something just came up recently where. I and this has been throughout my life that I tend to become a little bit more verbose and articulate a little bit more. It's, it's as you know, when people online, when they have an argument, it's almost like they have a thesaurus and oh, the other tab. Graphs, so it's right just, they just want it to be the most flowery stuff. Right. right. I sort of ever since I was uh, like a kid would would just try and be very clear and it comes across as condescending. Mm-hmm. I will say I do uh, equate conflict to masculinity but I'm super aware of it because of my own relationship with uh, masculinity. So I think in sort of how I approach conflict, even through that condescension, which I'm, I am super embarrassed about right, is right, right I feel like I am I recognize the opposing argument and and try and be empathetic and, yeah, yeah. and try and be less about the the chest pounding guy like let's take this outside or or, or sort of going to something stupid and, and really trying to like understand the person yeah which is interesting that we equate that with femininity yeah, and that yeah, that's yeah. a empathy yeah.
1: the yeah. traditionally yeah. and i'm uh, using traditionally yeah very act act I mean, a traditional perception yeah. uh, of femininity is that you are welcoming and accommodating yes. yeah. traditional masculinity is that you fight for your belief and your yeah. perspective yeah. to the grave. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So
0: let's, let's zoom out a little bit. Um, I want to talk the about, too
1: close. yeah,
0: let's zoom out the camera a little bit. Thanks for
1: listening to Sad Voice. Uh, uh, <laughs> this was the best joke in the show. So we're just going to stop doing it. Anyway, yeah, let's go back
0: to that seamless segway, <laughs> seamless.com where you can order food. Um,
3: seamless.com slash sad
0: <laughs> no relation
3: uh, it's another it's another podcast we so can order
0: a sad child so um zooming out a little bit like how do you think that traditional views on masculinity uh, and what it means to be a man in quotes in heavy quotes uh how has that affected the way that you carry yourself in the world and i guess uh maybe i'm curious about jordan then i guess we can go down
1: yeah so, for the longest time, I self identified as a non competitive person. And there were two reasons for this. One, I grew up uh, as the only child of a wonderful mother, Joy Cope, shouted out every single episode. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the closest thing we have to AdRev. rev.
0: <laughs> yeah. Every
1: time I say my mum's name, she sends me a nice message. Joycope.com
0: slash sad She's a sponsor of this episode. Uh,
1: yeah, shout out to Joy Cope. Um, check out her seamless page. <laughs> Um, But yeah, uh, she and she raised me to at least attempt to always find an amicable solution, not by any means to say that I'm good at it or was at the time, but I always drifted away from competition because it felt like the exact opposite of that. It felt like me saying... No, I believe this thing and I'm this way. And you can't be that way because I wish to be this way. And that was, I guess, a traditionally not particularly feminine way of acting. and and I wanted to identify more with with femininity. I took pride in self-identifying as a a feminine person. I had no problem with that. And then, as I got older, and I started to identify competition less as the binary opposite of accommodation, and instead yeah. just like a path to being accommodating and a path to being empathic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really around my adulthood. I'd say that's the first time I really started identifying with traditionally male uh, ideologies, like yeah, using competition to invite information. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you come to me and we, <laughs> we that improv example is perfect. If we're trying to do a scene, and then you say to me, no. I'm trying to do this scene. I suddenly understand why it happened. Yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. oh, I, we had a small amount of conflict. Yeah, it floated right. ideas that were otherwise boiling under the surface. Right, and now we can take action based on that information. Yeah, uh, but for a very long time, I and I'm not just talking conversation. I'm also talking sports. I'm talking video games. I, yeah, I liked single player video games. I liked uh, solo sports like swimming. Yeah, like anything that invited somebody else to feel like they were better than or dominating me. Yeah, i was mm-hmm. just like, hey man, we can just both be.
2: yeah 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and uh, as i get older less and less i think i'm moving towards a more competitive personality yeah interesting i I don't know why yeah yeah
3: how about you Brigham? i I think it's it's interesting for me because uh as as a gay man there's sort of stereotypes and things thinking that so there's there's a femininity yeah to that so then you would assume that that sort of the accommodating aspects of femininity are then intrinsic to a gay person right so right i consistently ask myself i'm like if i was straight would i be as empathetic as i am right now right, or right. As, as so that that aside i think my relationship with masculinity has been so much of my life Actually interesting. Beginning of my life in absolute overcompensation and embracing of it. Oh. Interesting. To fool everyone, to try and right. fool everyone. That's specifically as a reaction jock. to your sexuality. Exactly. And then post coming out has been my relationship to masculinity has been in almost I'd say direct opposition to those to those okay. traits. Ah. So so getting to a place where I'm no longer trying to pretend to sort of play the man game and right. sort of pass amongst my 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 school friends or anything. I'm now living in a place where it's like no, I mean it I I want to understand people. I don't want people to feel shitty yeah, and yeah, I I yeah. also don't <clears throat> I don't take any pleasure in in inviting conflict and then pushing someone down that that which i see some do yeah we should say it's absolutely a a moment of
1: of elation and power is when you are the better man it's it's so
3: interesting because i remember in college i'd be like at a at a party like one of those crummy basement parties right and and solo cups and all yeah exactly and i remember one specific instance where uh i was hanging with some friends and talking and then a fight broke out Mm. In the far corner of this basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reaction to it was, you know, we should probably get out of here. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. this. And a friend that I was with, who I would say is pretty stereotypically masculine. Right, almost to right. a point of where it was just sort of comical. Yeah, 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 He, without trying to understand the circumstances, ran and jumped into the fray. And it was the perfect example of like sort of the two differences where I was like, "No, right, I, right. I don't know why we're seeking out conflict." I oh hate God. how much
1: I love that. You're just yeah. jumping I hate into how it. Fucking For, sick. Yeah. I think that yeah. is. Yeah. Like he lit a cigar, swallowed it whole, <laughs> did a backflip, and landed on them with both biceps. Yeah, w-
0: w- one hand uh holding an old fashioned,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other hand spraying himself with Old Spice well
0: <laughs> <But laughs> objectifying a woman on the way <laughs>
1: on twitter with his butt <laughs>
3: yeah but so much of it seems like uh the, what's the term like performative oh, yeah. masculinity, Absolutely. where it's just like it's this fear of coming across as weak because yeah. mm-hmm. how fucked up is it that femininity is is seen as weak in society and masculinity is yeah seen as strength yeah. well the, the, so, the, the
1: danger zone and i'd be curious on your perspective on this because it's something that i've thought about but as a perspective of a a straight man, yeah. I feel unqualified to to contextualize, right? But something that I constantly wrestle with is the fact that masculinity and my I instinctually believe this. It's so frustrating. I know it's not right. Yeah. But masculinity is seen as true neutral. All things should gravitate around masculine masculinity is just being rational and keeping things together well, and fighting for what's yours. I and think, then yeah. that's why we have things like, oh, that is a gay sounding voice. Well, well that's hierarchy, well, p- like, I feel like a hundred percent. It's the power yeah, yeah. structures assigning the norm. But it's it's very yeah. bizarre. I mean I I it, it, when I was younger, I did wrestle with the idea of like, hmm, why do like some gay people just sound like girls? And it's right. because we, we aren't designed to sound like this only.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular We're performing. That's not what a well, normal is. Here's a, so here's an interesting thing too. So you, you have your whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm projecting on you now. You've identified as straight. Correct. So the way that you walk, the gait of your walk, oh, yeah. the, the, the way that you talk, the way that you stand and present yourself, um, that is, you know, when we're kids, we're moving around and yeah. we're not, we're not we're aware July. of these things. Yeah. As you get older, you put on, because of these sort of societal pressures or constructs, yeah, you yeah, yeah. put it on. I have something that I wrestle with consistently where uh, the way that I talk and the way that I walk, I, I, I tend to, I would say I walk in a ma- masculine right, way. Right. I don't know if this is intrinsically who I am and how I was naturally walking or if I chose to walk that way and talk that way to go against my sexuality. So I identify with
0: that with regard to the way that I speak and always being told that I like talk white. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's like I don't know if I'm if I talk this way because of just how I wanted to be or if it's because I decided to take things from society that were like, different than what was around me. Like, if if I, like, I think the way I talk is based on, like, what I heard on television rather than, like, the people around me. And did I, when I was younger, like, devalue the people who were around me in Mm -hmm. favor of something that felt more correct that was on, like, that was being shown to me uh, on television? One thing that I, uh, so, responding to my own question about the um, effective masculinity and some of the things that both of you said, uh, I, so I actually have had, like, no like, Jordan and I are similar in this, like, we just, no dads, like, no dads in the picture for the most part. No mm-hmm. new friends, no dads. Yeah. <laughs> OGs and, only. And so it's like, I only had, you know, I was only raised by, by women, and I think that gave me, um, I, I didn't feel inundated with the masculine, the masculinity from anyone who was very close to me. It was just like, sort of at school and in pop culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I, uh, I think that the the like f- the playful term to de- describe like how I sort of identify is beta male, but even to say that is like kind of a joke, right? It's, it's
1: buying into the. It's dichotomy. buying into
0: that, and, and so like it, the, and but the thing for me is, I actually am very competitive, mm-hmm. and and when people like, I feel like I'm, like I'm trying to be emotional and understanding, and when someone doesn't meet me there. I snap
3: into. Yeah. I like. I will now destroy you. That's the thing. You're, you're, <laughs> not, you're not. playing by the the fair rules. Exactly. so Now I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to the thing that I don't want to go. Yeah, to. Yeah. It's like. It's like. You,
0: it. Yeah. You, yeah. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Okay. It's like. Oh, you want to be hyper masculine and mean. It's like. Yeah. Oh, if you want to do. It's like. People would pick fights with me, and I would just like find a way to like, like sort of, hurt them in a way that. Yeah. Didn't didn't involve me fighting because I like wanted to rise rise above. Yeah or it's like I, I think I've given this example on the show before but like some kid like shot me with a little like rubber band like yeah. thing and I like it was a. And it was killed actually- his family <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. personally think it's too far but yeah. kind of impressive for a five-year-old kid I
1: yeah.
0: know uh, it was like one of those things where they like stapled a piece of a thick piece of paper and then shot it with a rubber band mm-hmm. and so it would cause like welts on people and they hit me in the eye and I was like I'm going to get you expelled <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my like, lawyer will be here in the morning. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I because like, my options are to fight you and yeah. I have too much of a future to care about to get into that shit. And I, so I'm just going to use the rules to destroy you. <laughs> And that's and then it's like, but I I just want to be the happy go lucky guy. And it's like, if we could just be normal, if we could, just, and it, you know what I mean. He, like, he frames like the
3: kid's feet. dad for money laundering. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, it's just, it's like, I had the tools for this, and
1: I didn't want to use Force Lightning.
3: Yeah, you that's you that's this. exactly
0: what it feels like. It's like I yeah. really wish I didn't have to do this, but yeah. you've given me no choice. You should have just assumed so, I could.
3: So then, going off of that, because that's interesting, because I, I so often. Uh, have to check myself uh, with ego and pride where I see conflict and I see myself trying to be the understanding more empathetic right, person right. and then what that does is I end up judging that person and feeling better than that person right, right So right. there's an element of like do you do you deal with that when you go through it? Like, do you, do you, do you have to sort of check yourself and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm being a little
0: yeah, arrogant here. I, I, I think so. I think so. I think what I have, I have instilled in me, like, like the re- res- like respectful actions and things that like were told to me by my parents. Like when I was like being respectful and always saying please and thank you. And like opening doors for people. Cause I grew up in the South. And so when somebody like, whenever something feels in conflict with that, like sort of, moral operating yeah. like sort of procedure uh, then I that's when I'm just like ah oh, like I thought we were on the same page here like for example if uh someone you know you're you're like carrying a coffee and then like someone stops prematurely ahead of you and like uh, wasn't paying attention to where you were spatially or wasn't paying attention to their own actions then stops and then you uh, or like moves their arm and hits your thing and then mm-hmm. they we spill hot coffee on them I spill hot coffee on them and they turn around me and they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, you idiot And it's like, okay now. I'm angry. Yeah
1: Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Because- you failed the social contract. Yeah, and are fining me <laughs> because Yeah, I'm,
0: because I'm oh, always God. apologizing first for things that I don't I'm not at fault for just to like make people feel good Cuz that's like my natural like thing
1: and you you're you're coming from a place of I would gladly take a couple hits to my pride to skip a conflict
0: exactly because i'm mm. not because i uh because i don't vow, i don't think that conflict is often necessary i want to avoid it at all costs but not but only if um i think conflict avoidance can can be really harmful and so i, I want to say specifically that when i'm avoiding conflict it's like avoiding things that like don't matter and not trying to like rile like elevate yeah. like a
1: situation yeah. for no reason uh brigand uh, can i ask yeah. you yeah and f- feel free to say no Um, You won't get paid for this episode, but feel free. Um, What would you say is the most toxic, traditionally masculine uh, personality trait or tradition that you take part in uh, that you feel most self-conscious about or that you would like to rid your body of if possible?
3: I would say I... I would say I am quick to... Mm. classic very quick to anger, and it's something that i've I've dealt with since I was a little kid i was a, i was an angry little kid um but it's uh yeah anger yeah. Mm. it's tough it's tough to talk about it's it's actually it's that's tough, that's, yeah. that's probably the 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 hardest appraisal that I have of myself yeah, yeah yeah is is probably how quick I go to anger and how acutely I can employ that anger to yeah to destroy <laughs> oh, no, no, no. this is your, this fully, is your I, sith lightning i fully yeah. identify yeah. with that I'm yeah.
0: like, oh like i wish i didn't i i hold back so much that when it like crosses the threshold it's like i actually have had you know all of the receipts i've basically mm. i have all the tools in a shed like to to destroy you with yeah and, and like the lock is just right there yeah you know and you opened it. I didn't oh, want to no. use it. Here it goes. There goes my <laughs> yeah. hand.
1: Sorry. Like, if Bruce Banner doesn't hulk out for five years, it's going to be a pretty destructive yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't bait the beast on that kind of thing. So,
0: I have a question that's kind of a maybe a question we can wrap up on because I think that one thing that always confused me is how early some of these like behaviors that force us into like the uh i guess the gender roles and like the 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 masculinity versus like femininity like things it like all seems to come about when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and i remember because i didn't want to play the game of like being hyper masculine and if people wanted to fight i didn't want to fight like we talked about this before it would be like hey someone said they wanted to fight you and i was like what like i i have no bones to pick with anybody and and, what's, and what's your source on this (laughs)
1: who <laughs> told you that they wanted to fight me? Can you yeah. get a couple different yeah. perspectives?
0: Exactly. <laughs> and so, and so, but the thing is, if you don't play by that game, if, if something is coming from a masculine place and then you say, no
3: thanks, mm-hmm. then the immediate place they go is like, you're gay. Yeah, yeah it's, you're not, you're not, within the masculine contract yeah, that everyone's yeah, yeah. playing so thereby you are less than and and, yeah,
0: and, and yeah. i want to and, and like yeah what i want to understand is like wh- where do you think that comes from from children who like have no context whatsoever on these things like why like i don't know how do we get to a place where like being gay is an insult uh like because that's something i never sure. understood um and and or or even that like people so much want to other someone else so like like why like how did everyone get into the group think of like masculinity is that like a evolutionary thing is that like yeah i don't know
1: and it's classically it's parents right a lot yeah. that would be the go-to right though the thing is is that so often when people say uh now oh, my parents made me this way or my parents did this thing to me what they're actually talking about is something far more insidious than like direct education right it's, it could be you going home, putting on a pink t-shirt and your dad calling you gay. It could be that. Yeah, yeah. But more often, like in a household like mine, for example, where there was no stigma around how I wanted to self-identify or, yeah, or what gender yeah, yeah. roles I, I traditionally aso- associate with. It came from, well, largely pop culture, but also largely, well, I see people around me and my mum does these things mm-hmm. and she's a girl. Yeah. Right. And I, somebody told me at some point that I should be, uh, another big factor of it, let me know if either of you relate to this at all. The number one thing a kid wants is an affect, right? They want mm. a thing to self-identify by. Yeah. Right, like, right. I'm the kid with lots of allergies. And it's like, that's not cool. When you say that in like, in, in, in elementary school, yeah. it's almost like, oh, you're defined. Great. Yeah. You are now a little bit closer I, to I an was adult. I called
0: snot nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That was, my, that was my nickname. You are again, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not news. That was me. Aww. But like, yeah, self-identifying is basically what a child exists to do. Yeah, It, it walks yeah. around and it goes, okay, my voice sounds like this. I walk like this. I stand like this. I eat these things. I don't eat these things. And the second somebody is able to say, you know, who starts, who knows who starts it, but there's that one first domino kid whose dad happened to call him gay one time. And then he comes in and goes like, you walk like a girl. And then that kid goes, no way you talk like a girl. And then it just starts spreading. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you, how do you think about this? Brigham? Like how do, how do we,
2: how do we stop it? I mean, how do you you specifically stop it? Yes.
3: Uh, I mean, the the crazy thing about this is, is like, we could talk about this for, a week and still not. And we will. Crap the service. (laughs) Call
0: our our 24 seven. This is a telethon.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Hard cut Uh, to a week later. You both have beautiful beards.
3: I have I have Um, like slightly longer hair. Yeah, this
0: is, yeah, this topic is very, it could go on forever.
3: So, I mean, I think what it comes down to is, okay, if we're talking about things that, that kids need to sort of be their identifier, uh, I think so much of why we have kids, frustrated young men who are doing the most, Grotesque and and evil things, right? Uh, imaginable is is because there there is either a lack there of of grace and acceptance for for these boys to just be who they are, or what they are, right? Um, and a, a force of of the his, I'd say their peers, mm. their family, and even right down to uh, pop culture in terms of I mean I remember watching Nickelodeon growing up and. They were very clearly like girls commercials and it was right. like easy bake, and It was very gentle and beautiful yeah. music. And the guys were like, crossfire and like yeah. all <laughs> this sort of like insane yes. stuff. Yeah. injure your yeah. sister. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it all comes from a very sort of like men are intense, Women oh are God. gentle. And, and when you're a kid and you don't know what the, who the fuck you are mm-hmm. or, or, and, but all you're getting at all times is what your peers are telling you. Right, you should yeah. be what you're, your family telling you should be yeah. what, what culture is telling you should be. Um, I think what we really, really need to do, and I, I think it's a generational thing. It's going to take a very long yeah, time. Yeah. But f- first off, w- when it comes to to pop culture, we we need to be we need to be showing more empathetic boys, empathetic yeah, yeah. men in in uh, in the content that that we're we're showing our right. our young men
1: and the benefits therein. Yes, a really common under. A really common unfortunate consequence of showcasing empathy in pop culture is that it's often associated with a martyr. Yes. Like I was fearless enough to embrace the feminine. And it's
3: so interesting too, where where it's, I think, I think we need to be allowing them to embrace the feminine while also not vilifying the positive masculine aspects of, of, you know, there's, there's there's masculine elements of, of protection uh, of caring for others Right. Um, that isn't that isn't exclusive to the male gender. It's female yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. I think we all have. You know, it's 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 a spectrum of, yeah, of that. Yeah. I I think we should absolutely vilify the toxic aspects of yeah. masculinity, which is what we've been talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we should prop up the good stuff and showing how it is no different from the positive parts of femininity. It's yeah. just how, what makes us who we are. I yeah. I think about
0: like much in the way that our politics have become very polarized. I think that we've always lived or at least I- I- as far as I I understand, we've always lived in this world of like polarized like masculinity and fem- femininity binary. Yeah, there's a so binary. Yeah, yeah, there's a binary. And when in reality like I feel like it's so it's so new uh not like it's not it's not new historically, but it's like new as a society today. For us to be talking about like the spectrum uh yeah. of this. And and I think that what we what we might be experiencing now is just like the effects, the downstream effects of hyperpolarization of the masculine and the feminine. Like yeah. the blue is boys and the pink is girls, like that, that kind of stuff. When like I've I've seen that happen in a couple of like really interesting ways um that i won't go deeply into but one example is like uh with personal computers like one big contributor to men being really uh like overrepresented in computer-based fields is because when personal computers were like becoming uh, a consumer like product, they uh had to be they had to be put in stores like sears and shit uh, or 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 even even simpler, let's say the Nintendo. They had to make a choice. Like video games aren't for boys. They uh we had toy aisles that were separated by yeah. boys and girls, yeah. and someone had to make a decision. You have to put the yeah, puzzle piece to, somewhere to put it somewhere, yeah. and then that can be exacerbated into absolutely. It, like. it, it just is
3: a, a vicious cycle that like continues to promote.
0: And then uh, it makes you
3: afraid. I mean, the fact that we have like shampoos that have to be slate gray because a guy's afraid to buy a bottle that might be like pale like lavender mm-hmm. or, or pink it's
0: dr pepper 10 where the ad literally goes it's not for women yeah the fuck it's
1: is just- that The yorkie chocolate bar it only in the last five years in the uk has disassociated itself from it's not for girls with a picture of a uh, female cartoon figure x'd out wow yeah wow. tastes great unfortunately
0: so, it's a really yeah. good bar <laughs> i uh, we've covered a lot here like we said um we fixed it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean That's tbh right. uh the but like this is a very deep topic and i think it's really important to understand how we got here uh, both
1: both in our like in our own individual lives and like as a society um and we should also emphasize that despite the fact that it is overwhelmingly toxic mm-hmm. it's not inherently bad to self identify with masculine
3: no, traits no i i am so proud to be a man yeah i am I'm am so proud to be a man and, and that doesn't you're mean... swift as a coursing river
0: exactly <laughs>
3: with all the force of a great, great typhoon, typhoon. <laughs> I would like, say getting in touch with you is difficult because of your moon-like... <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. no i think I think it, it's it's i am i'm pr- are you proud to be a man
0: i I, I think so I, I identify as a man and I'm not like ashamed to identify as a man, but I often feel like I need to I, I don't need to stand up for men is kind of what I'm saying yeah but what i i do want to be is like an example of the, the power of having characteristics that are traditionally feminine just like saying you don't have to be like 100% masculine features all or nothing yeah. in order to be a, be a,
1: human. a, a be a human yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah just just
0: be a person yeah
1: hey, hey. be a man if you want to
3: or don't. It doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, we do have fun. Just don't be don't shitty. Do <laughs> just don't. Don't be shitty. If <laughs> yeah. you don't. Yeah. If you take yeah. anything away from
0: this episode, just don't be shitty. Yeah. Or um, if you do, do it well. Are we
3: cuddling after this or? Uh,
0: absolutely. Cool. Yeah. See you. Kidding cool. Me? cool. Um, so
1: thanks for joining us so much, Brigan. Yeah. Um Brigan, I loved listening to you on this episode. This is uh, Jordan. I always listen to the show. Oh, hey, Jordan. Um, Great right. reaching yeah. out. Um, ring, yeah. ring.
3: Hey, uh, what's up?
1: Hey, loved you on the show. Um, wondering how I can get even more brigand Snow in my life, preferably I don't know online.
3: No, I'm a dog on a moon. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: well, wow. uh, oh, wait, wow. no, because I was going to be the dog on the moon. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. You go to the sketch. Sorry,
2: sorry. Uh, <laughs>
3: No, they, uh, you can find me uh, at Briggan on Instagram and at Brigand Snow on Twitter, and you can find me on the Bright Sessions, yeah, uh, which is a really cool podcast that I'm proud of. Yes, you got, indeed. You got
1: Brigand on Insta. Yeah, I got Brigand on Insta. Cool man. Just like <laughs> what's my medium going to be? Uh we got Jarvis on Twitter, ringing on Insta. I'm really going to take on the kick market pretty soon. Yeah. Excited about that. Yeah, you're you're
3: Signed up for Vero. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're Jordan on Vero. Uh
1: and on uh
0: uh what was that one other dead social network? Hello or something. I don't know. Jordan. Yo. Where uh, I'm just going to do the socials now. If you want to talk to the sad boys, uh if you, I, like we ain't got time for this. Uh Sad Boys Pod. Uh, on all the places and our email is sadboyspod at com. website is sadboys.com hit us up send us a pen pal uh, we'll read those on our next no guest episode
1: mm-hmm. I want extra pen pals for this episode by the way because I feel like there are a lot of follow up questions and points on this topic and I want to hear them
0: yeah thanks again for joining us and we always end
1: every episode of Sad Boys with a particular phrase and we're currently working through um, a series of different musical genres yes we sing the particular phrase okay you're yeah. familiar with this phrase correct
3: it's
0: uh we love you and we're sorry and we're sorry we love you
3: and we're sorry
2: oh
0: it's fantastic thanks so much for
1: oh it's so great so much fun you feel that.